Season of the Copy Slam Podcast at Minikino Film Week 8. It's now yeah, it's, it's now the eighth Minikino Film Week, and I've been your podcast host for the third year. Uh, I'm Nelson Armanda, uh, I'm a filmmaker, anthropologist, and the founder of Mandi Blank Film Workshop. And uh, this is like the the third episode of uh, this season podcast. And here with me, I've got international programmers. international filmmakers uh and national filmmaker who is also international filmmaker yeah <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's uh we, we we just watched uh the bogota short surprise screening in minikino surprise that means you can't found it in the in the program and we are very delighted that we have the director of bogota short film festival here let I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Okay, who are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I am Jaime Manrique. I'm director of Bogota Shorts, Bogota Short Film Festival. Uh, this is a festival with 20 years. Uh, we have the next edition, the the 20 years edition, in the next December, the between the 6 and 13 of December. And it's a festival who tries to work very near with the filmmakers, not only in Colombia, in Latin America, for trying to make some connections for them and trying to put the short films in the big screenings and mm. the big screens. Mm. And um, I, I, I think that the film festivals is like a... The, I, I know which is the word in English, cantera, like a, like a, in football, mm. like a, when when the when the players is beginning, yeah, okay. and the, they need support and they need uh, that the people and the institution understand his work, and Bogosher's trying to do this this job. Um, and for other side, I am director of communication for feature films. Mm. I have a company in Colombia that calls Laboratorios Black Velvet, mm. and Black Velvet is my company. is the owner of Bogo Shorts, and we're trying to design the strategies for the connection between the public, the audience, mm. and the feature films for for the Colombian cinema. Okay. Well, thank you. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, Minikino is in its eighth year, and Bogusha is its 20 years. So we're going to talk more about it uh, later on, uh, especially about uh, how to uh, develop the festival and how 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 to uh, uh, how does the ecosystem work there. But later on, second guest is you are. Hello, my name is Annabella Schnabel, and I'm a Hungarian uh, film director and screenwriter. And I arrived here with my graduation film called Mom's Cat, which is uh, my um, yeah was ending uh, my film directing masters at University of Theatre and Film Arts, which is the most. oldest and and you know the film school in hungary so yeah i'm i'm very happy and an honor to be here and i really love the festival so 
Yeah, currently, um, besides filmmaking, I'm teaching at a digital high school called Europa 2000 in Budapest. And uh, it's a Microsoft Showcase uh, high school, so we have very cool studios uh, with the students. And yeah, I, I teach their film and media. Okay, thank you, Annabelle. Now, now Annabelle, uh, this is your first time to Minikino, right? Yeah, yeah, and the first time to make a podcast ever, so okay. <laughs> I'm shaking. Uh, the, first, yeah. the first time. And as a first timer, she's uh, quite amazing because. If you go here in Minikina Film Week 8, she is like an instant celebrity. <laughs> I mean, uh, most of the uh, filmmakers that I've met uh, is amazed with his uh, with her film, Mom's Cat, and always like uh, asking around uh, to her. If she's not around, they started to asking me, uh, which I, don't, I have no idea how to explain because I'm not the director of the film, but yeah, I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> because she's one person and she cannot be all around. Now that's that's the uh, instant celebrity. Now I'm not, I'm not talking about the not instant celebrity <laughs> because this guy has been all over the festival. If you heard the film Lika Likulaki, uh, yeah, this is the director, and you are. <laughs> Hello everyone. Um, my name is Kozi Rizal. Um, I am a filmmaker. Um, specifically, I'm a film director and producer. I um, I uh, I founded uh, an independent productions production house based in Makassar. It's a small city in Indonesia, uh, located in the eastern side of Indonesia. Uh, it's it's called Hore Pictures. It's founded in 2020, and uh, we have produced uh, like three short films, included um, including uh, Makassar is a city for football fans or Legally Kulaki, and Right to Nowhere. And those two films are included in this year's edition of Minikino Film Week. And uh, we just finished producing Basri and Salma in a Neverending Comedy, which probably will be released next year. And it's been like three days for me in uh, Minikino and it was really, it is really um, pleasant to be here. I'm enjoying the festival very much. So thank you so much for having me yeah. for this Th podcast. Thank you for coming, Gozi. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, and yesterday we were talking in Inbas, Indonesia. We were, we, we were talking with Alex Sassono, a film critics, and uh, Harry, a filmmaker also. Uh, was also quite a celebrity because yeah, uh, he was uh, almost like uh, everywhere in festivals. He was so observant and he was like someone who is really, really, you know, doesn't have any shame in terms of uh, getting his film screen or asking strangers questions that sometimes are, according to him, are stupid questions. But yeah, he doesn't get that kind of shame. And and uh, today we have uh, Annabelle and Cozy. Uh, I think it's it's I think it's the same level. So this year's podcast is kind of so focused on on uh, local celebrity among the Indonesian cinephiles. So yeah, <laughs> and but but I'm gonna try to uh, uh, ask. The celebrity among programmers, which is, of course, Jaime, <laughs> the celebrity among programmers. So, yeah, uh, the film director, uh, the festival directors of Minikino, uh, when they were inviting me, there's this huge promotion of you. Like, 
you got to be there because Jaime is going to be there. You got to be there. Like, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> they're, they're like overselling you. Like, wow, okay. <laughs> but maybe, yeah. maybe because it's because Colombia is so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? maybe maybe it's not for the importance of Poco Shorts of me. It's, it's because the the country is very far. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I quite disagree because when I research about you, and you can find it in YouTube, you can find Poco Shorts in YouTube, and you will be amazed of how huge this festival is. So we're gonna make this kind of structure in this podcast. So yeah, I'm gonna talk about um, um, what is Bogota now with all its uh its image uh of of uh how the festival is being run i want to know what do you see now in 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 bogo shirts bogo shorts and uh filmmakings in latin america and south america uh and then uh the same i'm gonna ask about about that to annabelle your career now and cause your career now and then we're gonna retrospect a bit how you get there so yeah Jaime, what do you think of uh, Bogo Shorts and filmmaking in uh, Latin America today? Over okay, to okay. We, we have a very special moment, yes, moment in, in the life of Colombian cinema mm. because it's not only the birth of 20 years of Bogo Shorts, it's the 20 years of a law of cinema in Colombia that mm, permits has a fund for support the Colombian short films, feature films, short films, documentaries, animation. And that was in these two decades a very uh, big contribution for my country to the history of Latin American films. Uh, maybe in 2020, 23 uh, 2003 we have one or two feature films in the screens mm. and in the last year we have 40 films wow okay <laughs> it's the very uh, big change in the ways to produce ways to find money ways to uh, find the right people the, is the is a one moment special for the development of the school cinemas, and uh, for Bogotchor, this moment is the moment to celebrate to celebrate all this history, because it's the story of uh, cinematography that begins very small, and is growing up, and it's the story of a festival who who have his uh, beginning in a bar with mm, three or five friends. We're trying to see short films in a bar with a, a beer. <laughs> and that was growing and growing and growing up. And we are now uh, a film festival qualifying for the Oscar or for the Goya. And we have the opportunity to make this connection with festivals in all over the world. And maybe what's happened now in Colombia, in Bogota, is the result of the work of, of many people. Many people trying to do the dream of Colombian cinema could be true. 
and that is <laughs> that is the moment. Well, okay, okay, so so good to hear. Uh, uh, what about you, Annabel? What's uh, what do you think about uh, your career today and about your own country and the ecosystem that you see in your own uh, in Hungary? Uh, wow, this this is a very very complex question and. Uh... Early in the morning, I hope I, yeah, I, I can answer it properly. So, um, so how? Maybe I start with Misa because that's more, uh, yeah, personal. So, um, currently with my graduation film, I just got eligible to be submitted to the Student Academy Awards by its festival circuit. So um, the first, first premiere of it was it at the Elis did Moscow International Film Festival, then it was in Nashville, uh, Rhode Island Film Festival and Melbourne. So yeah, I'm very excited for the next year. And I think this is a milestone in my career and I hope it will be yeah, helping me to get into making a feature. And um, talking about making a fe feature, um, so I'm preparing to a Hungarian lab, feature lab. Uh, it's called Incubator Program, and it's run by the Hungarian National Film Fund. And um, so it's like um, getting your treatment, um, I don't know, six pages long, and, and then after you might get into pitching your idea, and then, then you might get to chance uh, to make a film. And uh, so I'm preparing on this, um, but um, I think there are other movements flourishing now, nowadays in, in Hungary, um, beside the incubator. Since, since it's ruled by the government, um, it has certain topics which is favored or others are not. Of course, it's like their money, they can su suppose find out who to give to. But so this independent filmmaking started to open recently. And um, so there are these uh, amazing directors uh, from, I don't know, George Pafi, who made Toxidermia, for example, or Haidu uh, Sabolc, who made Bibliothek Pascal, or, or Bence Frigauf uh, from, uh, yeah, Rengeteg. And so it's like they started to make their features by their own. So it's like they are the renegades of, of the system. And, and it's very encouraging to see it can happen and with features as well. But there are other short um, options. Like, um, so I made, um, um, after Mom's Cat, I, I made um, a short film called uh, Triptych of the Keeper. And I, I'm not sure that I'm supposed to say where it will uh, premiere because this is an official <laughs> thing, and it's just to still have like like a few few days to announce, maybe in the mid September. But yeah, a big London festival. Maybe I can just say this, and I'm very excited about that. So that was made on a competition called Uikosiatek series um, last year, and we finished this year, and. Um, so it's like it was coming from the 70s and the 80s, where people like fiction film directors got the chance to make uh, experimental films. So this is like an experimental movement, uh, which was like revived uh, in the last years. And I think it's very, very good chance to get like out of the classical storytelling. Yeah. 
this <coughs> I think it's yeah kind of like <laughs> what can yeah, I say yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, from what you hear you can know that uh, uh, in Hungary um, there's already some sort of uh, system or structure uh, on how you make films especially yeah feature or shorts and and the the development is uh, yeah you it's I, I don't think it's something that is um uh, I I don't think it's something that is uh uncommon in European yeah don't you think I mean it's it's uh the style is strong and the uh, culture of filmmaking is already uh in in a way that um could provide uh filmmakers with lots of I don't know, references and uh specific references actually when i i heard about uh these new filmmakers that you used telling me about now how about you cozy i want to i want to know what you're up to these days and uh, uh, and and i want to know what you think about um, um filmmaking especially short films in indonesia in your perspective i would say it's um <laughs> So far, it's kind of hard for me to like make short films in Indonesia, especially especially if we're talking about funding, because um, for short film grant in Indonesia is pretty low, I would say, and they were really um, um, very low capacity, like in terms of they only like pick ten um, short film projects per year, and in terms of like. Uh, terms and conditions are pretty uh, restricted. Like you cannot make films uh, about LGBTQ theme. You cannot make films that contains violence and um, profanity and stuff like that. So it's it's really hard for you to like to be wild, you know, and in terms of making it and 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 the budget as well is not it's pretty limited. So uh, it has to be um, contains very little scenes and locations so yeah it's it's very hard for you to make like a crazy film if you want to get funding from the government and um three of my films um two of them are funded by the international investors which is kind of sad for me because um the international more like um giving money than my own country so I think uh, it's um, I think the government it's been has been very um, helpful in terms of certain parts like if we if our short film selected at the international festival that will help us to get there but there there are also like terms and conditions for example you cannot go to the LGBT film festivals mm. yeah which is um, which is kind of sad for me. And um, yeah, I think um, also that the city government has to help the filmmakers in certain cities. Like I was so happy that like Jogjakarta has this like a Danais, if you know, like uh, the city government helps the, um, the local filmmakers to make their films they make make the short films with the rational budget which is I, I, will, I will love that in my city but my city not really helpful in terms of that um i heard uh, the story of uh from harry 
the city government also helped um, the local filmmakers to make short films, but they only gave like $500 to make the short film, like, which is irrational. How can you possibly to make films with that kind of budget? So yeah, I think the government, I think we need to like, to voice the to, to, to government that this is how actually the workflow of of making films like uh, the budget like everything you know yeah yeah, yeah there's uh, I, 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 there, there are a lot of stimulants budget yeah. in during this pandemic from Indonesian government but uh, it's it's so hard yeah. in terms of the uh, the, the the amount of the budget or or the timeline of the production. Yes, yes. Let's say the, the government could give you like um, uh, $10,000, but you can you have to make your short films in less than a month. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> We're so super. Okay, I, I don't really like uh, to see something, uh, uh, to see progress as something chronological. I, I'd like to see progress as something simultaneously parallel and could com we could compare it like comparing Indonesia to Colombia to, to Hungary. It's better than uh, seeing which one is um, the, mo the most progressive one yeah. because I think everything is running simultaneously. But before we go to that part, I'd like to take a short break, like one minute break, so that um, our listener could pause and get a drink or something or uh, uh, could think or ponder of what we've been saying. Uh, so see you in a minute, guys. <laughs> In Kopi Salam, Mini Kino Film Week 8, and uh, we're here with Jaime, Annabella, and Cozy again. So yeah, we're 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 gonna enter um, the retrospective part of this podcast. So Jaime, during the 20 years of, of Bogo Shirts and the 20 years of that law, means that you have passed how many uh, government and or regime during those years? How many presidents have changed? How many? How many presidents? Um, uh, president, president, and policymakers. Maybe five presidents. Ah, four presidents. Four presidents. Like, okay. Can you tell us a little? And bit? we have we have in a very okay. very strange moment in the in the history of the country because maybe the last fifty years we are in the hands of right political politicians politicians. Yeah. Because the country has many problems with the war, the guerrillas war, the war for narco-traffic, and the governments of my country try to have a strong hand with the criminality. But uh, three months ago, the our new president is from the left. Wow, okay. And this is a, a very special change uh, because every everybody is waiting what happened with that. Mm. What what means that the change? From the start of Bogo shirts until today, I mean four regime, four presidents have taken charge and make the policy. Um, could you tell us a little bit how this effect Bogo shirts 
uh, in terms of political turmoil and and the government support toward filmmaking in Colombia. And many things are changing in in this period because um, I think the government is more open to different purposes. Uh, one of the things in my country is a country with too many different communities. And when the government starts to support to the cinema, it's very central to the capital. And uh, maybe in in this year, when, when we begin, we have five or six film festivals. Now we have 120 film festivals. And this is... <laughs> Uh, this, this is a biggest development for these kind of events. And in, like you say, in retrospective, like what is happening in my country is that more communities need to see your own films, your own ways to say something to the world about they are. Um, in the support for the festival, we are growing up, not with the money government, with the international relations, with the private uh, companies, uh, with the sponsors, but that is because I think Bogotá's trying to have a very very high level of communication in all his work. And because second second uh, idea important of Bogotort is Bogotort is not only a festival. Bogotort is a movement for exhibition in different parts of the country, movement for exhibit uh, short films, Latin America in the other countries of Latin America is a distribution company for short films and is uh, we have a, a special work with with uh, education yeah uh during the the screening of bogo shorts uh, a, f a few minutes ago you you were uh telling the audience about how the government make regulations on uh commercial films imported usually imported films a ticket uh, that is distributed to the local filmmakers or national filmmakers. Uh, could you tell us about it more? About it? Yeah, in 2003, we have a law, a very important law for the development of our cinema, that this law have different tools for the support cinema. And one of these tools is the creation of a, a film fund and the money of, for this film fund comes to the part 1% of the tickets of all the exhibitions in the country, no matter if it's uh, Latin American films or European films or Hollywood films. And for that reason, it's very important that the people support C films mm -hmm. Uh, if 
some movie like uh, Spider-Man goes very well in the screens is good for the Colombian cinema. Yeah. Because we have a part of this money for make Colombian films. Yeah. And that is the reason that why the country is growing up and growing up with the cinema. But we have another tools. One of these is if you are in a private company and decides to put money in their films, the government reduces your taxes. Wow, okay. Okay. Uh, other tool is if you are an international company and you decide to film in Colombia, shoot in Colombia, you have a tax rebate. Mm -hmm. And this is very important because many international productions and Hollywood productions try to make made these films in Colombia and that increased the level of technicians. It's many ways to support the cinema. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's that's something young, that we really got to uh imitate and adopt at, yeah. here I think yeah. Now um uh, I want to ask Annabelle about uh, her her country and the film. Respectively. Sorry, that's that's because I I got lack of sleep. <laughs> Sorry, so my 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 brain is kind of you know bleaching. Anyway, Annabelle. For brain bleaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brain bleaching. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 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 I've I've watched your films and and, and other short uh, Hungarian films and it, it was very well made and I think what has been done in uh, in Bogota it's also uh, we can see the 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 attempt to make what the Marxist Althusser says the ideological state apparatus in which. Uh, government tries to 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 support films and to develop culture in their own country. Now, how about you in 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 Hungary? Uh, what what happens? Uh, well, we as far as I know, we also have this tax reducement on the filmmakers who are making uh, features. I think uh, whether they are in a co-production or yeah, lots of Hollywood uh, uh, cinema makers are coming because uh, Hungary it's very cheap and it has lots of landscapes. So I uh, that's why uh, in the past. Uh, maybe six or eight years it's been flourishing and and due to that the the national film fund can stack up lots of money which is amazing um, however so beside this incubator program we yeah we have normal feature or TV film developing uh, parts but it's um, yeah as I mentioned it's like certain topics and certain interests and so if you want to have more broad perspective broad topics you you have to find your own friends to make with independently and from uh, small money but um, I think uh, in this case 
lack of money can be very inspirational because, uh, for example, in the triptych of the keeper, uh, I, I recently adapted, so we made it from a very, very small amount of money. And in the first, first row, I was thinking of like having extras, like uh, in the very first shot, like passing through and, and just coming and passing to this uh, doorway. But I eventually I found out that I doesn't need that. I don't need to. I don't need to put my money on that because this would help to make the film more abstract level. What I wanted. So so it's like a lack of money can give you situations which can make uh, lead to creative decisions. And yeah, it's it's just your choice to like stick with it or not. Think it through. It will help your film or not. It's a challenge for the creativity. Yeah. Don't yeah. have money. Yeah. Yes, yes. We exactly. are in a continuous challenge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, uh, one of the yeah. interviews of Bong Joon-ho yeah. after he won the Oscar that he said that his film Parasite, uh, he made it in uh, in a budget that is uh, so so low, so low if you compare it to his Hollywood works with mm -hmm. Netflix, for example. And, and he said that that kind of budget could make him focus more yeah, on his exactly. creative side yes. rather than too many, too, too big budgets with so many interests in it. Like he could not really uh, express his ideas in films. But I think uh, I want to ask Cozy about this too because uh, I think we need to get to that kind of feelings when this is too high, the budget is too high. <laughs> 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 like it's just like that's like 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 an utopia for us. Like yeah. what? It's too high. Yeah. <laughs> Let's lower our budget. I haven't reached that uh, condition though. Yeah. So could you tell us more retrospectively? Yes. yes. Retrospectively uh, about your own career now, Kozi. How did you get here? Uh, because from what I see, uh, your film Likale Kulaki is very well produced. Uh, the the development is, is good, and and I think. I don't know. It, it's it's have a high production value. Uh, how do you do that, in terms of our context? You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Likalikulaki uh, was made from fully funded from the from the grant that I got from France. So, little story. So, before Likalikulaki, I made this one short. I I I filmed it with a iPhone iPhone 6 and um, it, it is like a one minute short film very short and I submitted it at this festival called mobile film festival so the festival challenges the filmmakers to make a short film a one minute short film with an iPhone and then uh, my film won the grand prize international and the uh, the film got a grant to produce another short so that's where the money i get and and i um i got like probably like 20000 euro and i come back to my home and people were so surprised like what like you can actually make like five short films in here with that kind of money <laughs> yeah so uh i made that film like um there is no like any um, support from the government actually it's all fu fully funded from the 
uh, from production house in the in the France. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, because I've been yeah. thinking of like maybe my previous films yeah. talking about, yeah, like retrospectively, not just about the global system. So, uh, the University of Theater and Film Arts. It's it was uh, related to um, national funding as well. So. Uh, our exam films, which was like closing a semester or something, uh, could get a very small amount of money, but it was still like a good good place to start. And so at the university, I made like two exam films before I made this uh, graduation film. And the graduation film was uh, getting a bigger bigger um, funding. On the, um, from the government because that's like you know like closing film directing masters so we, we but the producers decide like there were seven of us and they decided how to cope with the total budget like to give to each on each film and also our teachers try to like keep <laughs> keep us calm and just like don't don't make high estimation or yeah like like don't expect huge money and and yeah, just try, try to calm down with your creative pursuits. <laughs> but if I were in a position where, like, um, I have this friends like who wanted to make this film together, like, uh, have this kind of high spirit to make this film, like, no budget at all, that would be great. But there is no film such filmmakers like that in my town. Oh. Yeah. So. They were like, okay, we're besties, but I have uh, children to feed, so you have to pay me high. Uh, yeah, yeah. I see. Well, I'm yeah. so lucky to yeah. to meet my friends, and also like the university was very nice yeah. base to to meet my future uh, creative team. How did you meet your connection, Cozy? I mean, you you have this producer I, I i heard uh you, you we talked like, like yesterday about yeah. your your producers and your team and yeah. how did you make the connection from makassar actually well i, I was a creep back then though so when i got the money the producer from the paris like you have to like get a producer in indonesia to like supervise you to produce the film so i was like who's gonna be the producer i i don't know anyone in this country like i'm not i'm no one i'm a I, i'm not i'm not even filmmaker i don't study film at all oh. yeah so oh, i was sliding dms to many producers in indonesia you name it the big names but then i i went i slide dm to Tumpal Tampubolon. he's a screenwriter uh, he, he he was actually like encouraged me to make the very short film that I mentioned. Mm. And I said thank you to him, like, to encourage me uh, to make the film. And I said, do you know any producer that probably will interested to produce my film? And he said, probably Mendy Marahimin will interested. Mm. So he connected me with uh, Mendy Marahimin, which is, she is a really, really uh, big producer in Indonesia. And I got connected to her and she read the script and she loved it very much. But then she um, uh, she wanted to ask John Badalu. John Badalu is a producer, independent producer as well, and uh, part of the Busan International Film Festival. He was also from Makassar, and he 
loves the script uh, very much, uh, uh, not very much. Like he hated, hated it very much at, at, at the at the middle. He said like it's too soap opera. He said, <laughs> and then uh, uh, he challenged me to like uh, revise it to make it more like uh, film, mm, not soap yeah, opera. Yeah. yeah, he was very good at that. And then uh, Mandy has uh, has to. Uh, leave the project because uh, for some reason with a, a Parisian producer and that was the moment that I worked with John and John like really helped so much in terms of script and distribution etc. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, when you talk about that, uh, about the, the funding, finding a producer, getting connected, it's, I think it's the same for all filmmakers and festivals. In terms of how to expand ourselves, like we, we won't get anywhere without connections, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, and I think the connections also create some sort of uh, style in in films. That's the thing that I want to ask Jaime. Uh, when we see the Bogo shirts uh, selections for uh, the surprise screening. Uh, uh, we see drama, we see a documentary, which turns into fiction, with, yeah, with many kind of uh, narrative style. But in terms of, for me as a film critic also, I see that in terms of cinematic style, it's quite different from, uh, Europe, from uh, European films or uh, Cozy's film, for example, is, you know, the style is so distinguished with neons and stuff like that. Uh, what what can you tell us a little bit overview about about the uh, connections between these film styles and the and 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 uh, the ecosystem in Latin America in making these films? I think we have many directors and teams that have his uh, formation, his schools uh, in Europe. And that uh, have a very strong influence in his way of to tell the stories. Uh, for for one side, for other side, <laughs> we don't have too much uh, exhibition of different kind of films of Hollywood in in Colombia. Uh, we don't have. Asian or even Latin American. And that is very difficult because many filmmakers is been thinking and trying to do the things like Hollywood. <laughs> uh, between these uh, type of visions, we find some directors that try to uh, find her oh, his own voice. And we, if you see these four films, we have many long shots. And the long shot, shots is like a, the way to discover and to find the taste of reality. And when I try to think about the style in Colombian short films, the style is many styles trying to find how to show a reality. And different ways trying to find that. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Maybe maybe it's very uh, difficult to to take this idea, but uh, these four films is a very very little uh, show the spectrum of the what is the Colombian cinema because we have in this moment maybe 300 short films per year. Okay. And this is four films yeah. for 20 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I'm very, very uh, um, wondering what, what, what is Bogo Shorts all about. I'm, I'm going to try my best to save my money and go there like <laughs> <laughs> as soon as possible. Anyway. And, we, condu <laughs> and conduces our podcast. <laughs> yeah, and conduct yeah. a podcast there <laughs> in Bahasa Indonesia. <laughs> so, uh, uh, in Spanish also, probably. Uh, okay, uh, too bad we don't have uh, any more uh, time because the duration of the podcast is being limited due to last year's mistake. Because yeah, last year I was so excited with the podcast, like we were talking like three hours, three or four <laughs> hours, <laughs> things that are supposed to happen in the festival itself. So if you guys, our listener, wanted to know more, you should come here. We still have a few days. Yeah, just uh, crack your savings and go to <laughs> Bali, like right now, guys, right now. Book a flight. Okay. Now, before we close this, I, I, I want to make a very... Um, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I think a very um, uh, uh, good remarks or, or uh, very memorable remarks. Uh, that I want you guys to speak to your own audience out there in your own language, probably one or two sentences, oh. you know, as your closing remarks. I don't really care what it is. You can say that, <laughs> don't come here, it's hell, it's okay. I won't know the, I won't know the difference. <laughs> Please, do your best. We're going to start with you. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm gonna start with myself. Okay, guys, uh, kesinilah, <laughs> datang sini kita bisa party party dan kurang tidur tapi happy ya. Silakan kesini ya. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Kemi. <laughs> okay, for everyone. <laughs> with Spanish. Definitivamente creo que este es un sitio muy especial para ver cortos. And no solamente es especial, sino que tiene la posibilidad de jugar con los sentidos, con los sabores y con el tiempo. Al ser una isla al otro lado del mundo. Pero los invito a todos, si hay gente que sabe español escuchando esto, que vengan a Bali, a Miniquino y traten de entender las diferencias culturales porque eso es lo que nos hace más ricos como seres humanos pero también como gente que ama el cine Yes, I am very sexy <laughs> Sorry uh, Ok, so my uh, message Sziasztok! Um, talán, talán a kamerába is nézzek? Nem tudom. Szóval, szóval hogy a Minikino Fesztivál annak ellenére, hogy Minikino hatalmas szíve van, és, és elképesztő jó programok vannak, és nagyon szuper filmek, és szerintem mindenképpen gyertek és nevezitek a filmeteket. 
mert, mert nagyon sokféle program van, és tüneményes emberek. Úgyhogy köszönöm, hogy itt lehetek. Teman-teman, bikin filmmu sekarang juga. Dan lo submit ke Minikino and hopefully, eh, Oke. Kalau film lo lolos, lo kudu datang ke sini. Karena Minikino is a, nah, itu kan bahasa Inggris, bahasa Inggris lagi gue. Keren banget. <laughs> melting pot, guys. Yeah. Indonesia is a melting pot. <laughs> It's like listening to, uh, you know, if, if listening to um, to Annabelle is like drinking too much wine, listening to Ozzy is like drinking too much chew. <laughs> chew is a local drink. <laughs> guys, uh, guys, see you at the festivals. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.